in the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unobtainium. My name is George Van. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers that analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show that is known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris, and Paul, I don't have like a a kick-ass trio (laughs) to go with today. I always go with the duos, but we got Mr. Tim Benal in the building. That's right. We're like the Partridge family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I can think of is Blink-182 now. I think it's because of the new um, the new Tom DeLonge movie that just uh, kicked off recently. <laughs> so that's the only trio that's in mind. So uh, I'll probably be Travis for sure. I'll be the drummer. Yeah, there you go. Well, the man no, needs no introduction because we reference him every single episode if you've ever listened to us before. Uh, but Tim Benal is also coming out with his new pod or his podcast is re-airing i should say uh coming back online banal of america so definitely check that out too yeah addition to hot tea over at coast to coast pm baby yeah that's what we're here for. yeah by the time folks hear this it should be uh, uh back up and running i'll have all the details in a little bit so I want to make get sweet our- and we will link to that on the show notes everyone so be on the lookout <laughs> That'd be awesome that. well it's good to be back boys thanks for having me i'm looking forward to it I'm excited. so excited. Yeah, so fun. excited to have you back. So excited to have you back. So, Tim, we wanted to kick everything off with, do you have any good, like, ghost stories that happened to you personally? Anything incredibly spooky or maybe even uh, a little something devious you did as a youngster? Not particularly. I'm not, I don't have a lot of paranormal activity happen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I ever tell? I don't know if I told this the elevator story when I was on the show. Last you did time. not tell no, me. Okay, so when I was let's go here, that's a great uh, start to a story. <laughs> working as an overnight janitor, that's how I heard of Coast to Coast actually. Uh, at my old high school, and um, they had these elevators there, they only had like a couple of elevators. Um, it was a pretty big school, but they only had a couple of elevators. And one night, like at like three in the morning, I was walking. At the time, I had been reading the Bible, not for any sort of like um, Christian sort of, but for a religious reason. Um, Sometimes it's just good to know what's in the book. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of one of those things. It's like you pick up all kinds of references. It's like a reverse thing. We're all saying, oh, I know. Oh, that's from The Simpsons. Oh, I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, God only has three fingers? Right, exactly. So I had a lot of time on my hands and kind of was like, well, I need a challenge here to keep me busy, so I'm going to read the Bible. So like, I, I was, at the time I was out having a smoke, and I was thinking about it, the Bible, oddly enough, and um, and I'm like, what's well, this weird, like, God used to do all this shit, and he would like, you know, he would always just like show himself all the time, and it's like, oh, God, you know, because when they, on command, and it was like, oh, this is like, what the hell? I'm like, you never see that shit happen anymore. Yeah. So then, as I'm walking up the hall later, like moments, you know, ditch the smith, ditch the cigarette. We started walking up, went back inside, started walking up the hall, and as I passed the elevator, which you need to open with a key, um, the doors just opened with no oh, key or anything at like man. four of the morning, and it was. And I just kind of stopped and like looked in at it, 
And uh, I just kind of like just stood there and looked into the empty elevator until the doors closed. And like part of me looks back and I'm like, I should have just got in the fucking elevator. I should have seen. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you're supposed to get in that elevator, man. I know. <laughs> we don't know, man. We yeah. don't know. Uh, that could have been the elevator to hell. <laughs> no, or it opened up in like 1972 or something. Oh, that would have been cool. Time traveling elevator. That would have been sweet. No, yeah, right? Wouldn't that have been cool? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're at like a, a 1970s disco. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's a good story. That's a fun that's story. Pretty, it's, uh, that's the, really the only paranormal experience uh yeah, a really solid paranormal experience I've had. Um, You're yeah. talking to two others that really haven't ever had any paranormal experiences either. Paul has attempted to give himself paranormal experiences, but I think he's been mostly unlucky. I've tried so hard. I've played with Ouija boards by myself. It's never happened. I've played with Ouija boards by myself and I've never, no one will play with a Ouija board with me is the problem. Um, I did see a ghost once, but I think that it was a sleep deprivation hallucination is kind of what I think it was. Cause I hadn't been sleeping enough. And then I saw a ghost at the foot of my bed and then it, it went away. The, the spookiest thing that happened to me as a kid though, when I was around like 16 or 17, Chris, back in Arkansas, there was this old graveyard, like out in the woods from like the 1700s. So me and some friends like went out there and there were still some like gravestones. It would have been stuff. 1800s. Or like 1800s. It, it was old. Yeah. It, was it was old. old. It was old. And uh, we were in my buddy's truck and we kept like hearing noises in the woods, like as you do in the woods of Arkansas. And um, at, when we were trying to turn around, he got stuck. And then my friends started freaking out and we were trying to like shove him, like shove the car to get unstuck. Um, and everyone was panicking, but we never actually saw anything. We just heard a lot of noises. So I think it was mostly and in our heads. <laughs> but we were very yeah. scared oh, but there's also nothing like that panic at 16 when something bad happens to your car yeah and you're kind of not supposed to be where you're supposed to, where you are yeah. right now and it's 1 like, a.m in the woods you know it's a bad time oh my God. <laughs> they were really because it was my idea to go out there and they were so mad at me they didn't listen to any of my ideas moving forward that's that insane the dude yeah ball wild wild i don't have anything good other than i we broke into an abandoned mall once and then got oh. caught by the police and so that that was pretty scary i don't <laughs> it wasn't spooky it wasn't paranormal <laughs> but we almost went to jail that night <laughs> and that's a different type of fear yeah and that's a different type of fear yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, should we uh, get into some story time? Let's get into it, man. We have uh, three stories today. We're each going to take one. Chris, I think you're going to kick us off. That's right. And so these are spooky stories picked out specifically by Mr. Tim Banal. Yeah, yeah. You guys asked me to pick out. I kind of picked out the best, let's say. So actually, it worked out pretty well here because we've got, uh, I guess, and I only went for the last year, so since last Halloween, essentially. Perfect. Oh, wait, Perfect. wait, wait. I figured we'll just stick that. We'll try and keep That's... it in the realm. So I, I've got what I think is probably the best video, but I think is probably my favorite sort of like really creepy story and the best photo. And we run a lot of videos and photos of ghosts, of purported ghosts, so I... 
really kind of, I went through like the whole list today was like kind of picked up, you know, kept fine tuning it and fine tuning it until I kind of narrowed it down to like, all right, these, this is, these are the best. These are, in my opinion, the best of the, of the best. And it's yeah. hard with goes more often than not, they're like blobs or, you know, just, they're just not really, they're hard to decipher or whatever. And you can usually kind of chalk it up to like camera failure or shadows or whatever. So, so it's like, it, it takes a lot to kind of really make me go, all right, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah. These are actually, I was taking a look at them. These are actually uncomfortable videos in, in pictures too. Like they made me spooked out. So I I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. All yeah. right. Let's He's go. Like, Let's go. Okay. So I got the first one. Man who died in purportedly haunted room leaves behind eerie message about ghosts. And this is June 6, 2023. In an eerie story out of Thailand, a man who died in a purportedly haunted room left behind a message wherein he claimed to have been tormented by ghosts. According to a local media report, the unsettling case came to the to light this past Sunday when authorities found the body of Cheya Yam, who had been renting a room in the district of Muang Rayong. Upon removing his remains, police searched the location and discovered the man's diary, which contained a truly chilling passage. There are ghosts in this room every night, Yam wrote. The temple where I am staying is powerful. I don't know if they want me to make some merits for them. They come to torment me. That's actually terrifying. If you were a cop and you found a dead body with that passage, I'd be like, nope, we're out. <laughs> That's no good, dude. I, I, I've, i you know, as I've told the listeners before, I've been participating in Spooktober for quite some time. And that's Edgar Allan Poe that I've been reading, and it's H.P. Lovecraft. Every single story that H.P. Lovecraft writes starts off this way. <laughs> a dead body and a terrifying note written by the dead person's hand. Yeah, and I'm looking here. If you go to, like, the original source, it's like, it looks like he wrote, it looks, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just keep reading the story. I must mention it in the story. <laughs> <laughs> the deceased man's message continued with him lamenting that no one believes me when I tell them. They think I am ridiculous. I don't know what to do. I am ex extremely tormented. They are everywhere, day and night, interfering with everything. I will die a nervous wreck. Literally, literally, that comes from H.P. Lovecraft story, dude. It's, <laughs> I mean, this is wild. This is absolutely wild. I can't believe this is happening to this guy. I sent you the picture there in the chat on here. It's like there's scribblings. Like you can see, he like scribbled this this stuff. Looks like he almost like scribbled it on a wall or something. I'm not sure. That that looks like it is on a wall. And I mean, I I don't know Thai. Creepy. It's even creepy. Yeah. What? Yeah. Exactly. I I just have no frame of reference on what like Thai script looks like. Right, but, I mean, right. it is scrawled on the wall. I mean, that is kind of a wild looking. And we'll put this in the show note, guys. 
You yeah. know what this reminds me of, and I'm about to show my nerd power level here, but uh, in Death Note, when Light makes um, criminals scrawl notes on the wall before they die, right. that's what this looks like to me. It's very spooky. Oh, wow, dude. We're, now you're kind of getting in, like, some demon stuff. Shinigami, dude, the, yeah. Yeah, Death gods. Shinigami. <laughs> that's, this is a pretty wild story. This is scary. This is some scary stuff. Well, it's also the, enjoying it. The they, the they are everywhere. It's not right. just one ghost. Oh, yeah. He's being it's... haunted by multiple ghosts slash demons, it sounds like. Yeah, dude. And they're the, the tormenting. He keeps on going on that, too. Like, they're tormenting me. And that is a really terrifying phrase. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. All right. Finish up the story there. Uh... All right. No, Chris, come on. We, we're up. slow at this. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, it would seem that Yam's prediction proved to be correct as he presumably passed away shortly after writing the diary entry. As for the source of the spirits that made the man's final days a living hell, it was later learned that he was, in fact, the third person to die in that very room. And as such, it is believed that the ghost of one or both of those individuals were behind the haunting. What? Yeah, pretty wild. No way. I mean, two is a day. Two is a day. And ah. so he is stuck in that room with two ghosts who had been murdered there before. And he ends up almost, I mean, you could probably say, is murdered by the spirits of these two ghosts previously. Probably. Probably he's probably tormenting someone else now and who might oh be. Oh my gosh, dude. Like, this weird. is like, yeah. This is what I like, like that is, is it, if I just told you that, you'd think I was like making it up, but like you can go to, the, you can go to the local media report as I, we like to tag them on the website and it's a real, <laughs> it's a real incident that happened. Uh, it's a real incident that occurred in Thailand. So it's it's wild. It's just a what? It's like what you know. You kind of draw your own conclusion about whether it happened or not, like whether he was haunted by ghosts or not. But that really made the news. That was really in the news in Thailand. So it's like this really purportedly happened. So like with complete with like pictures of the writing on the wall and and the police uh, going into the room and everything. It's crazy. You know, in the West, we really lose something with how exciting the world can be. You know, like when you can talk to a psychologist through your phone and have a Zoom conversation with them and never really even have to do anything, right? Like the idea that you're getting tormented by multiple ghosts that passed, that are like stuck in the room that you're located. Like yeah. we don't see that in america anymore and i think we're actually like i think it's hurting the collective psyche that we don't have that i think thailand's actually probably in a better place psychically than we are if so, they are being tormented by ghosts in a weird way in yeah, a strange but, way i think if like if this happened like in boise or whatever right like, i don't even know if it would make the news not because no. it was fantastic but like the cops wouldn't tell anyone or it just would kind of i don't want to say a crazy it's person and they, why would we listen to a crazy person right exactly yeah you'd be like you well, that, yeah, exactly but it but in thailand they treated it 
with utmost seriousness. They were like, did this guy, was this guy tormented to death by ghosts? Check it out. Here's the story. It's like, wow, they're, they're pretty much treating it on the level. They're not making fun of him or anything. It's crazy. Scrawling a note on the wall definitely gives it a little bit more credence and weight. Like, that's like a, that is a tormented thing to do. To yeah. write a, like, I'm being haunted and tormented and everything is terrible and they're, they're haunting me every day, every single day they're haunting me. And you're yeah. scrawling this on the wall? That is a, like, level of danger and, like, you always hear about it in zombie movies and stuff that people are always, like, drawing, like, on the wall and being, like, writing notes and trying to, like, give you their humanity. And that's kind of what he's doing. He's, like, etching like himself a, out and being, like, I'm a human. Yeah, yeah. It's like Castaway almost, too. Oh, that, that's a good one, too, with Wilson. This was his, this was his volleyball. Yeah. I'd be, because it doesn't give a cause of death, does it? Looking at the, the report. I'd be curious how he died. Like, was it a heart attack? Like, was he scared to death? I don't know. That would be terrifying. That's the worst that option. That's the worst <laughs> option. Everyone that has died in that room died of a heart attack. That right. would be extra scary. Because my immediate thought wasn't that um, the ghosts were uh, haunting him and killing him of the people who had died there. It was that, like, something was wrong with the room. There was, like, a curse or so like in America, it would always be like a Native American burial grounds was where like right. the apartment complex was built. Um, but I'm just curious, like the backgrounds of that apartment, if there was right. something that occurred like a long time ago that possibly could lead to some like residual energy. I don't know. A little. Yeah, piss. they give indication of how he died. It says yeah. the first person hung themselves. The second person died of unknown causes. And the third was was Yam. So, right. Yeah who had suffered from paranormal disturbances until death. So I don't know. So I like the person yeah. took we, I mean, we could have a pet cemetery situation here too. Sometimes the ground just goes sour. Oh, there you go. It That's it. Sour. That's it. Best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, you give us the next story. That was awesome. That was a good, that was, that had a lot of great, like Halloween spooky story tropes in it like that was awesome if i if i ever buy a house that someone dies in i don't want them to tell me i really don't if they if they scrawled a message on the wall i'm not buying the house yeah probably not a good idea unless you get it really cheap right yeah that's that that's a curse that scrawled message on the wall becomes a curse that's how they got the Amityville house was uh those murders made it really cheap. So that's yeah. something. Got a heck of a deal for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Article two. You ready? Yeah. Security guard filmed talking to ghosts. Let's find out. Ooh. An intriguing video from Argentina shows the moment when a hospital security guard claims to have greeted a visitor that he later learned was seemingly the ghost of a patient who had died earlier that night. The remarkable incident reportedly occurred last Saturday at the Finochito Sanatorium in the city of Buenos Aires. At three in the morning, the guard said that he was at the hospital's front desk when an elderly woman entered through the automatic doors and explained that she had left something behind in her room. Oh, this lady is not real. (laughs) This is not a real lady for sure. For sure. Crazy that she set off the automatic doors, though. 
I mean, we did listen to a ghost to ghost recently where the cat that passed away set off the motion detector oh, lights. Oh, you're right. So I don't know how those things work, but yeah. Uh, dude, I was. If it's motion censored, they can probably set it off. I would imagine the old school. These, oh, these may this. I'm showing a little bit my age, but they used to be pressure pads at the grocery store and stuff. Like so, step on. and so when you stepped on them, that's yeah. what caused the doors to open. And I so don't I don't think that. a ghost could set off that one. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the vagaries of. Uh... <laughs> Tim, we need you on the lore here, dude. This is this is good lore. This is good lore. <laughs> Pressure pads versus motion sensors. <laughs> he subsequently took down her information and directed her into the building to retrieve the forgotten item. When the woman did not return a few hours later, he called the floor where she was headed and received a stunning response. The security guard was informed that no such woman had visited the floor that night which understandably piqued his curiosity. That would also pique oh. my curiosity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is no lady. Oh, how interesting. And then just goes on with the rest of the day. Come yeah. on. You got to research a little bit. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> this one is a full This is a full story. This is a full <laughs> beginning, middle, and end on this one. Going back to his paperwork from when she entered the building, he told them the name of the woman and that she had stayed in room 915. In what was likely an earth-shattering experience for the man, the staff on the floor told him that person was a patient who had died three hours before he had encountered her in the front lobby. No way! Oh, dude, but that also sticks in with our 72-hour deal. You know what I That's mean? That's true. He's a little time. He can he can mess he can mess around for at least a few hours. And I would imagine right when you die, like, yeah, it probably takes you a little bit to take that realization in and then be like, oh, I'm in the hospital. Let me go leave the hospital and go wherever I have to go. Yeah, yeah. well, I would think that the if the story's on the level, the lady who died, I would assume was really confused that she was dead. Right. I tried to go back into where she her room was. Yes. You know, to find out to be like, wait a minute, how am I outside right now? <laughs> like, well, this is confusing. I'm gonna and I, last I know I was like really sick and now I'm outside the hospital. What's going on? Am I did I wander out here? I'm gonna go back inside and yeah. I, I don't know. But yeah, that would be my I try and explain like why she would uh do that, but who knows. Yeah, that would be well, discombobulating it, for sure if you just like wake up and you're like, where am I? Oh, yeah. Well, and then also just thinking that it's probably much easier to cross over like if you're on your bed and you're surrounded by family and, you know, all that stuff, right? You got the priest there. He's doing the blessings. Like it's so much easier to go off in that way than it would be at a hospital like in the ER or in the operating room and like you die on the table, like that's got to be very traumatic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ba back to the article. Let's find out. Let's find out. Is it traumatic? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
While this would normally be a fantastic tale worthy of an evening around the campfire, what makes the guard's account particularly compelling is that this exchange with the woman was actually filmed by the hospital's security camera. No. No, it wasn't. I do not want it to be filmed. We'll watch it in a minute. We'll watch. Yeah, it. oh, I, I, I figured you already saw it, Chris. I would watch. I it. haven't. I don't want. No, I never. I these are all brand new to me. These okay. are all. I only straight up sent them to Paul. It works really well. As Paul was reading it, I'm watching him describe what I'm watching, and it's like, yeah, this just adds up. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Chris always goes in completely cold. To everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. In the bewildering video seen above, the security guard stands up from the desk as the doors to the building open, and although no one can be seen entering, he grabs his clipboard and walks forward as if to speak to someone. No. No, 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 no. I do not want that to be what is captured on that camera. If I see that, I'm I'm walking out. All right. <laughs> Seems like you're walking out, dude. Yeah. It's gonna be you no. and me. <laughs> For several seconds, the man appears to carry on a conversation, which culminates with him ushering the invisible individual into the building and offering them a wheelchair, which they apparently declined. That's the crazy pants. That's crazy pants. He has a whole conversation with a lady that died three hours previously. If this is fake, this is a very involved bit that this guy is doing. Right. That's right. not fake. That's the thing. Very involved. This is the thing. This is the thing. He's not making this up, dude. This is Buenos Aires, dude. They're up in the mountains. They're closer <laughs> to heaven. <laughs> do anything. They're closer to heaven. They have a direct connection that we don't That's have. It. That's it. <laughs> I, used to, I used to work the overnights. I think across the world, all <laughs> <laughs> have have a tendency to screw around like that. We yeah, it's 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 all about your altitude, apparently. Coming all... <laughs> four o'clock in the morning on a on a service job, like I don't care what language you speak or what time zone you're in or whatever, your the propensity for hijinks is high. I think. Oh yeah, I can only imagine three a.m. rolls around and you're like. You know what would be goofy if I just, like, pretended to talk to somebody right, yeah. and do a whole thing for who's ever watching the cameras later. And then, like, the people watching the camera probably, like, into some, like, paranormal stuff. And they're like, he's talking to a ghost. I know it. And then, like, shoots it off to Twitter. And it's a huge story before he can even say, I was just playing around. Dude. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we got into that a little here at the end. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I cover all the bases. You know that. Go ahead. <laughs> Since appearing online over the weekend, the confounding footage has gone viral on social media in Argentina, with many wondering if the security guard's eerie accounts is genuine. In response to the furor surrounding the video, a skeptical official at the hospital indicated that they are investigating the matter and offered one particularly curious note about that night. One's for you, Chris. Now, uh oh, here we go. He explained that a check of the security footage showed multiple instances wherein the possibly faulty automatic doors were seemingly triggered by nothing in particular. So we got the doors back. So there's okay. some here. All right. So sometimes the door just opens. Okay. 
It was only in the one instance where the guard claims to have spoken to the woman that he responded as if someone had entered the building. That said, it has also been suggested that the video and accompanying tale might be an elaborate hoax orchestrated by the guard. Just having a little fun, dude. A little late night fun. It left that open as a possibility, but having th- thought about it now tonight and watching the video, you it, if that is the case, oh, you're screen sharing. All right. Oh, yeah. We're about to watch this video. All right, let's watch this video and then we'll live on camera, baby. Let's go. You guys can't see this. We'll try to explain what's going on. Paul, you're better at this. You're the explainer. Let's go. Yes, we will link to this, but some live commentary on what's happening. This is a hospital lobby, a standard-looking hospital lobby, and we have I a was security say, guard. It looks like a, a very nice hospital lobby. Yeah. So the the doors open, right? The security guard gets up, and there's one of those little rope thingies that he pulls a back. A lot of protection those things add. I mean, that's really <laughs> going to stop some crazy folks. I think and it's for a- order. It's just for general order. And he has his clipboard and he is actively talking to someone. Yeah. And oh, pointing, pointing and giving yeah. directions. He's having a conversation. Then he closes it back up, man. He was yeah, talking to someone. After the person left. Oh, you'll see it. Keep going. Yeah, he's, he's walking like, back. He's grabbing a wheelchair. There's a, like I said, this is very involved. So if he is doing a bit and pranking someone, he's really into it. You know what I mean? He's not messing around. He's actually a, a pretty decent improver if he's improving all this because, like, he it looks like he's having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. There's just nobody there. Right. That's the thing. It's like, okay, he could be putting on a whole show, but it's the if you watch it, it really it just looks almost mechanical. Yeah. To me, it's like I feel like if he was trying to act it out, there would be like a tell. But it was mm-hmm. like this all just looked like exactly what you would expect if he was talking to someone and helping them come into the hospital. Like there's no, he doesn't break at all at any point. And all the little things like, you know, he kind of sees the door and then he grabs the clipboard and comes up and it's all, everything that happens is kind of like, okay, he doesn't look like he's acting like someone just came in. He's, he seems like he's like, he's talking to someone that just, he thinks just came into the hospital. It looks like he's done it a million times before. And this is a million and one. Yeah. Right. And if he was faking the video, then he would have to, I, I presume the story came from him. I don't think it came from right. like the people up on the floor of the building. I would assume they would check that out, though, if he made this claim. Right. Uh, so I guess the point being, if, if he's going to pull off this prank, he, he not only would have to orchestrate the video, then he would have to call the room go through this whole story, (laughs) pretend to them that, oh, what? No, what? Oh, oh my God. Like, there's a lot of, that's an elaborate plank. That's a little going on there. It's not just he did that and then later was like, hey, what happened at four in the morning last night? It was like, no, now I'm going to call them and say, it's not like they're, you know, it's not like they're going to be expecting a ghost or something. So it's very... And very involved, but again, yeah. you know, he might have really just been bored, so and been like, "Enough's enough. I'm gonna mess mess with somebody tonight or whatever." But to me, it's yeah, it seems very. As I said, I picked the best, the best video. <laughs> that I, was good. That was so good. But also, somebody like that, somebody who would do a prank like that, does pranks like that. 
You know, like I had a buddy that loved the involved prank, but eventually, you know, you had been gotten so many times by this like six month prank that he had involved that you started picking up on it eventually, you know, like I feel like it would have gotten out pretty soon that it's just like, oh, Jeff is doing this. Don't listen to Jeff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Don't listen to Jeff. Good job, buddy. So, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. And, you know, not unlike that one in Thailand, you never find out really, these these local media outlets never really ever come back and go, hey, (laughs) no. You remember that? Almost never. Like 90%. No follow-up, huh? (laughs) Never any, like, oh, what... The hospital, they're investigating the matter, but you never hear what the hospital what right. the came to. So that's like one of the weird things about these stories. It's uh, you'd think they'd be like, if it was totally BS, you'd think they would come forward and say, you know, our hospital's not haunted, folks. <laughs> really seriously in other parts of the world. So, right. Yeah. And again, I just think, man, we are really dealt a bad hand when we don't get that in the sauce. We need a whole lot more dudes talking to ghosts in the middle of the night at hospitals. Like, gotta have more of that in America. Listen, I've been trying to talk to ghosts for years, Chris, and they don't talk back to me, and I don't know why. It's because you're coming off as needy, dude. It's like picking up a chick. Yep, that guy had no clue. He <laughs> that is nothing. He was just really. That's when it happens. That's yeah. when yeah. the ghost. When you yeah. know they say it's like when you fall in love when you're not looking for it, right? Yeah. Hate the ghost. What's interesting too, I think, is if you. I mean, you guys have seen a lot of my stuff uh, since you started the show over the last year or whatever, and we've done a lot of ghost videos. And I said earlier, we oh, yeah. I, we we traffic in ghost videos. I have no uh, shame in that. But I can tell you if you the ironic part is the when you ask me for the best stuff, this is the best ghost video, has no ghost in the video. Right. Yeah. yeah totally right. It's far more compelling than like a little shadow blob or whatever that you just kind of see like flitting across a room or whatever. Or in some instances, you see stuff that looks kind of like the next story we'll get to is pretty mind-blowing. But as far as a lot of these videos go and stuff, it's very often you're like, ah, oh, that could be just a, that could be a reflection or something, you know, uh, glitch in the thing or whatever. Here it's like, that's either a ghost or he's BSing. There's no, right. there's it's no two- the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, that yeah. That is true though, because I forget the name of the house, but it was a haunted house that we covered last October, Chris. And they had a number of pictures of the spirits that they had caught in there. And all of them were just like what seemed like artifacts of light. Um, And none of them unnerved me. But this video of a guy talking to air kind of unnerved me. (laughs) Well, it's what they say about the best horror films. You never see the monster. Right, right. You never see the monster. We don't see the monster here, and that makes it even more terrifying. Yeah. Blair Witch, dude, that movie still holds up. Yeah, still holds up. It's great. All right, now you want me to do the last one before I get to that? I'll also mention uh, you did do two that I was that I was like, oh wow, I already like I would have picked these would have been in sort of my final pool uh, that I ultimately narrowed down to these. But in a previous episode, you guys did the one. It was the haunted hotel. It was a ghost child. Yeah. Um, it was the two two women, and one of them was like girls trip, and the and the 
one of them just pans the camera around and you just see uh you see what this distinctly looks like yes. a little kid it like, was awful that's the screen and it's like that's another one with these where it's like you're really down to like okay either they just made up this whole story and there's a kid like they somehow got a kid <laughs> help them with this elaborate not even that elaborate but just you know tough to pull off i think with little kids like i right, just run and hide and duck down and it's like all right now nah, that's too much that stretches that to me it's more believable that it's just a ghost child <laughs> right yeah that uh, one was either full-on hoax or an actual ghost those are the only yeah. two pop there's, there's no artifact yeah. there that was a freaking kid in that video that was yeah, dude. That was crazy. That one, I think about that one relatively often because that is one of those that was like, maybe ghosts are real. Maybe <laughs> ghosts are real. <laughs> I wanted to mention that one. And I also wanted to mention the one you did uh, recently. I, I did it recently and then you guys picked it up um, within like last month. I forget what country it was in with the woman who went to the bridge and she felt compelled to jump off. Yeah. The spirit that one to me that was like Asia somewhere i don't remember which country yeah i don't have it in front of me right at the moment uh because you guys covered it on a previous episode so yeah uh, but yeah that that was the other one i was like i was like well i would definitely put that one in but they already did that one so but yeah so yeah that was a good one that was a good one too i think that may have actually been uh the start of uh spooktober yeah well that was the man dressed in white yeah, the man dressed in all white, and we were like, yeah, and then uh, he saw them, saw them. Yeah, yeah. So it was that was uh, that was one that was like because I've heard there, I've heard of other places like that where people yeah. feel compelled. It was in Thailand uh, where people, yeah, that sounds right, like jump or or hurt themselves or whatever. And it's uh, yeah. So that one was like really creepy. And then you hear that the other person saw, and it's like, all right, this is you know, so yeah. Not liking this. Not liking this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we need more psychiatry and psychology in our world. I, I, I don't want to see the ghost world. Yeah, well. I don't want to be compelled to jump off of a bridge. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. So, all right. You want Let's do the last one. Let's do, you, do it. Uh, do you, Paul, you want to screen share so you can see this while I talk about it? I tell oh. you. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> just for the three of us. Here we go. All right, good. Oh, great picture to start off with. There's a nice uh, nighttime black and white photo in the woods. Got right, some hunters. All right, let me get my thing up. All right, it's so weird because I have the I have the browser open on my thing too. So you. <laughs> All right. Okay. An eerie photograph from a trail camera in New York State shows what appears to be a ghostly figure following a pair of hunters. Shared with Coast to Coast AM by Jesse Grandall, the chilling image was captured in December of 2021 as her husband Bob and their daughter were out hunting on their property in the community of Savona. The unsettling photo went unnoticed until last week when he was going through his trail cam pictures from the past few years and noticed the spooky translucent figure enlarged below that is hovering behind them or lurking behind them. I added that in myself, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Tim, can we do a little uh, behind the scenes? Yeah. Is, well, let's wrap up the story and then I'll, then I'll, uh, yeah, there's not much, but I, I can tell you kind of how we came about with the story, but uh, yeah, essentially I talked to Jesse 
someone, Jesse had posted a picture on Facebook and kind of gone viral in her local community. Uh, like a radio station picked it up where she lives and it was on their website. And I was like, oh, wow, this, this is cool. I would like to use this on Coast to Coast. So I contacted her. She said we could use the picture. And then I got some background from her on, you know, how the whole thing came about. So that, you know, this is, this is like, like essentially a Coast to Coast exclusive original story uh, that, that we just picked up off of Facebook. So that's so awesome. I contacted her and her here's what how she said it to me. Uh, he made me look at it and I asked him who was with them because I don't ever remember them taking anyone hunting with them. And he said, no one. They were both a bit freaked out by it, uh, being the husband and the daughter. Intriguingly, Jesse tells us her husband subsequently shared the photo on social media and a friend's father seemingly recognized the individual as a man named Paul who, quote, used to live in our house, and he hunted those same woods. He moved out of our place in either late 2003 or early 2004. He died a couple years later. We never met the man, so we don't know what he looked like. But apparently, someone, a friend of the guy, small community up there, I presume, in Savona, uh, got around and someone was like, oh, that's... And she knew the guy's name. She didn't want me to use... Oh, yeah, name Paul. But she didn't want me to use the full name, but... Right, right, of course. It's like, yeah. So someone knew this Paul guy, and he was like, that looks like Paul, and Paul used to hunt there. So... Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and that's kind of crazy, because it's like it, that... Because I would have assumed that maybe he passed away out there or something, had a heart attack, but, like, he moved he moved away. Right. Maybe Those stopped like hunting best times of his that and that's what I was thinking. That like, those yeah. were his probably last happy moments. Yeah, something. Yeah, you know, or some, you know, one of his favorite memories. So yeah, or the other uh, idea is sort of like that. The energy is that you know that there's that sort of the energy. Of this dude is just kind of still lingering around. It may not even be sentient, but it's like right. a, under the right conditions, you might catch the energy from this guy's spirit because he yeah. these woods for hours at a time over the years or something like right, that. Right, dude. And he, if you just happened to be there when he happened to be there, you know, it was probably November. I mean, look, this is clearly fall by the, the, the pictures. Um, so if he, and he would have been there in the fall. Well, right? and we, probably we had at the discussed same times. this previously, Chris, with residual hauntings, you only ever yeah. hear about the really negative residual hauntings of like someone got murdered and that energy right. scrapped. But we also talked about the idea of like positive residual hauntings. So it could yeah. be that this guy would always have such an awesome time out there hunting, probably his happy yeah. place, that that kind of got instilled in the environment, you know, in some way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So to wrap it up, uh, while skeptics will no doubt contend that the spirit is merely a trick of light and shadow or the product of digital editing, Jesse insists that the photo has not been doctored in any way and that it was simply one of hundreds of otherwise normal pictures captured by the trail cam. So I can say that I, I, e you know, emailed, I didn't specifically like speak on the phone, but I certainly right. talked in our modern way uh, with Jesse, you know, and that's what she told me. So it's like, well, you can either take her out of that word or, or what, but to me, it sounds pretty believable. The photo's fantastic. It's incredible. I mean, you can see their mitts. You can see the gun that they're holding. You can see a flannel shirt. Yep. And like almost like a white turtleneck 
And I mean, I can see a like one of those hats with the ear, the earmuffs on it. Right, right. Now he's wearing. You know what I mean? Beautiful. It's a figure. You can really see the figure, like the, yeah. the face stick out distinctly. So, yeah, you know, it's pretty wild. It's <laughs> when I. That's why when I saw it, I'm like, that, that's one of the best ghost pictures I've ever seen. Um, you know, and again, it's kind of like. With those, you really just kind of come down to it's all you, you got either believe it or you don't or whatever. You know what I mean? You either yeah. think it's real or you think it's fake. Like that's kind of. I mean, it also looks I, like I the ghost thing was on the level, so you know. It also looks like the ghost has great gun safety. He's seeing back behind and a little to the left of the young girl with her gun. So I mean, this is a real hunter we got here. Oh yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Well, and the the interesting thing about this as well is that you know it's trail cam footage from like 2021, right? I fully believe that they just found this because like our dad has a trail cam out in the woods, yeah. and he fetches that thing like once a year. You know what I mean? Like you aren't going and looking constantly. It's just like uh, eventually you remember you have a trail cam out there. And you're like, I wonder what I saw. Like there a coyote on that thing. So yeah, I don't know this. This looks like a person. This does not look like an artifact of light. This yeah. you can see a head, you can see hands, you can see a body. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, like I can see the shirt underneath the over jacket that this yeah. guy's wearing. Like that's crazy. And uh, interestingly, too, yeah. And I think also, I mean, this is just a, a, a sort of a guess on my part. But more often than not, when people pull off a hoax, they generally admit to it. Like after at some point within a couple of weeks or whatever. Like, right. I think that, you know, like, I think they want that sort of, they want the credit for having tr tricked people. <laughs> and they like, that never came about or anything like that. So it was yeah. like, all right, this is, this, uh, and like I said, I mean, from my conversation with her, it seemed genuine to me. So, and she seemed genuine. So it's a, it's a wild photo. It's fantastic. You know, it really is. Dude, those were all, excellent spooky stories holy cow those were really some of the some of the best of the year truly truly some of the spookiest and all of them had these great elements of great spooky stories great ghost stories and uh, i'm definitely going to make sure i add them to my campfire story okay the the, the oh, guy have, what do you have like an album Oh yeah, dude. Got you got to have some great campfire stories, roasting marshmallows. But like a a man scribbling Thai characters onto a wall, saying that he's been tormented by ghosts. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, and you saw that security guard, dude. Yeah, these are these are the best of the best. I can tell. Yeah. These are the very best uh, ghost stories that that I. You know, I've come across over the last year. They're uh, they're good ones. They're, they're, I can tell you for sure. They're like ones that when I first found the story, I was like, "Wow, this is." I some stories are hard to write, and some stories are really easy. And these three were like the easiest stories I <laughs> ever no had. Doubt. Like, I love this story. I want to know more about this story. I want to tell people about this story. I want to share this story with like the world. I want to pull it out of Thailand and get it out to people everywhere because this is the craziest story I've heard, you know, this week. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man. So yeah, there you go. Those are the three stories. I will say this. I it's kind of blasphemous, but I'm I was gonna mention wanted to make sure I mentioned this because I'm an idiot. Um, I'm not a huge Halloween fan, believe it or not. It's kind of like it's very difficult for a paranormal news collator, writer, collector, gatherer to in this time of year because you're just inundated with lots of bad stuff. And right. Like, oh my god. I liken it to like you're the you cover the Kansas City, you're the beat reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're in the Super Bowl and that media day, and it's like every clown with a morning show <laughs> right. has access to like the team. And it's like, man, I was at the training camps. <laughs> I covered I I was there on all three preseason games, dude. Yeah. Then in the locker room afterwards. Like this is this is ridiculous. So yeah. that's get that's out of here. My, my way with <laughs> Halloween. Plus, you get it's a great holiday for people in the paranormal because who are active in it because every local news station features a ghost group in there. Right. It's like good for them. I'm happy for that. It's a really yeah. weird, but it's like that doesn't really. <laughs> I, I, a couple times, a couple every few years, I write an article about how every all these ghost groups are on the news and everything because it's like then after then on November first, it's like. Pfft, no one really yeah nobody knows nobody knows <laughs> yeah so it's Man. uh it's tough yeah i always get excited because part of me hopes that there's some sort of thinning that occurs and that i will see a ghost but you know i haven't yet but we'll see i'm supposedly my town is very haunted so i'm still keeping yeah, you just where there are ghosts and go there just I hang out. I was going to say, he's in a Civil War town, so yeah. he's bound to see something. Well, and there is a old haunt. Well, I don't know if it's haunted or not, but there's an old children's asylum from 1900 that is oh. in my town that has been nope. left abandoned. Nope. And That's not the thing one is, I want to go to. You go online. I guarantee you there are probably like three or four groups of people that are like just roaming around that area. <laughs> you got to reach out to them. Go on a ghost hunt, dude. That would be... Chris, push him into this. You got to go on a ghost hunt. Yeah, dude. dude let's record it. Let's record like, your ghost hunt. Don't go there tonight with a flashlight. And <laughs> get, go with people. Who, yeah. yeah, who know what they're doing. Well, that's go. the biggest difficulty <laughs> is that no one ever wants to do this stuff with me. So, like, I, I finally hooked Chris. <laughs> they're out there, I'm telling you. I gotta find him. I finally oh. got Chris to agree to doing a Ouija board with me. I'll put them on your case. I'll be like, "There's a guy, Paul." <laughs> oh, That's Paul. gonna be a tough one to explain. <laughs> I need to contact him. I'm with Coast to Coast. I need to contact this Paul guy. I need to take him to the asylum. Don't ask any questions. Yeah, no questions. Asked. I'm with Coast. There's this guy, Paul, that listens to Coast and talks about it online. <laughs> Under the program, I. A guided ghost hunt of the children's asylum. Yeah. <laughs> Is he cool? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really know anything about him. <laughs> I just got to take him to the children's asylum. Just take him. Just take him. What a creepy ask to the children's asylum. Dude, yeah. it is so scary. Awful. And yeah, it's dude, on a hill. Terrifying. It's on no. a hill in abandoned, and the city bad. has let it rot. It's all bad. None of it's good. Well, the podcast is back, but all of America. Uh, by the time you hear this, the first episode should be out. We've delayed it a couple times now, but I'm pretty confident uh, this is a go. Um, 
you're going to be hearing uh, all about the Yuba County Five, which is this crazy case. I don't know if you guys have covered it on your mm -hmm. show, but it's like the American Detloff Pass. It's this case of these five guys who found their way up into the mountains of California by some bizarre circumstances. Nobody knows. Um, four of them died. One of them was never seen again. It's a wild story. Whoa. Uh, we covered that for two hours plus on Banal of America with a very special guest. So we'll make it a surprise for people. So go check that out. Um, you can find that at banalofamerica.com and uh, it's B-I-N-N-A-L-L -L of America.com. And but more importantly, I really want to stress this to the Coast Coast PM listeners, if possible. We uh, Since I was on your show last time, we've begun what is this ongoing process of reviving Banal of America. So we're moving... Our archive is like 400 plus shows spanning 18 years, so it's enormous. And so uh, I, I've enlisted a, a, a guru, a YouTube guru, who's uh, running the Banal of America channel. So we're on uh, YouTube every week, five to 10 shows get posted from the archive. I think we're up to season three now. I think there's like, I think I want to say there's maybe almost 100 episodes already posted just in the last like couple months. With almost all the biggest names in the paranormal you can think of from 18 years ago. So real gems and classic shows. Uh, you want to go to Banal of America on YouTube. Uh, it's essentially YouTube, Banal of America. You should be able to find it. Um, or uh, And we're going to have all the links up through banalofamerica.com soon. Probably by the time you hear this, for sure. And the big ask is just subscribe to the YouTube channel. You don't get any rub or love from YouTube Unless until you like get more subscribers, so, so it's a it's a never ending rat race I've discovered. So um, I'm completely out of the loop on that. And I said to Bruce, I'm like, well, what do they get if they subscribe? And he's like, well, they just tell you that there's a show. I'm like, well, that's not even that's really not much incentive to subscribe. But be that as it may, subscribe if you're a YouTuber, if you're on YouTube, if you like YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, um, you know, give us some love there and uh, and dig into the videos. They're like two hour long interviews uh, at Banal America and the new shows will be there and on the podcast feed. And we're going to roll out all the all the usual distribution methods for that. And then after that, Banal America will be a weekly show again. Um, we've already got five shows in the can. Um, so we're, we're, we're cooking. We're in good shape. And I, I think we're going to be in this for the long haul again. So the Banal of America revival is underway as we speak. And you can find about all that at banalofamerica.com. And of course, Coast to Coast AM is uh, where you find all the stories. So that's coast to coastamto.com. Uh, under news features, you'll find all the articles. They're out, they all have my byline. And uh, anyway, so you'll be able to find those. You subscribe to the Coast newsletter. You'll get the newsletter in the email and you can have all the three stories already condensed. So that's kind of a cool uh, thing if you just want to make sure you don't miss a story. And uh, yeah, that's it. So thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun. This was a lot. Dude, of super excited about the show. I think you'll like it. It's uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of an All-America before, but it's uh, it's a classic show. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not just saying that because uh, it's my show, but it's been around for almost 20 years. Uh, you that's know, it, so awesome. It's got lore behind it, so it's oh yeah, major lore, dude. Yeah, and I know for a fact we got some listeners who used to listen to Banal of America, so go check it out. And even if you don't use YouTube, just go subscribe anyways. You know, yeah, go subscribe anyways. Do anyways do to us too. I, I don't really and, do anything with the YouTube channel, but subscribe. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Just do it. Um, this has been Coast to Coast PM. Thank you for listening to another episode of Spooktober.
all spooky all the time. Later. <laughs>